tell you a quick little story before we move on. About five years ago, John and I walked over to Duane Park Patisserie, this great little coffee and pastry shop just a few blocks away in Tribeca. And we were there to meet our friend's mom. And over that time of coffee and chatting, two wonderful things happened. The first was my heart got open towards the work going on in the slums of New Delhi. But the second was I met someone who is now a dear, dear friend. Let's please welcome Karen Martin. Thank you. It's really lovely to be back. In fact, I was just reading your literature while I was seated and I saw that you said that you uh, wanted to be a church that expressed its faith in the 21st century and what the 21st century looks like. And it's just so exciting that this partnership between the river and Asha is precisely that. Isn't that so wonderful that you sitting here in New York can actually partner with an organization that has been working for nearly 30 years in the slums of Delhi? So I just thought I would, uh, uh, for the benefit of those who uh, may not have heard me before, give you a little glimpse of uh, what the slums in Delhi are all about. And then uh, there are a whole lot of different elements of Asha's work, but I'm going to be focusing more on education than the other elements. So can I have the first slide, please? We'll go on to the next one. So this is a typical slum in the city of Delhi. There are about uh, 16 million people living in the city and uh, four, four and a half million people live in these sorts of shanty colonies that are spread all over. And uh, it's really sad that they have no access to education, no access to health care, no access to a clean environment, no access to a good home. And then they're surrounded by uh, wealthy neighborhoods, middle class neighborhoods, almost every uh, uh, slum uh, in the city will be surrounded by one such neighborhood and so the whole idea of such inequality is in their face the whole time and unlike when you go to a village you don't necessarily see wealthy people around uh, and then there's gender inequality so there's, there's inequality that they witness in their faces from people who are so much better off than them. And then there's also, within the slums, the women and the children are on the margins, and then uh, there are no democratic structures, there are no, there are no systems where you can exercise your citizenship, there's a mafia, there are slum lords, and, uh, and so it's a very complex sort of situation that people in the slums live in. And uh, up until recently, slums were talked about, but not in so much detail, but you might have heard of the Sustainable Development Goals that were declared in 2015. And uh, now there is a particular goal, goal number 11, which talks about sustainable cities and talks particularly about slums and how important it is to address the problem of urban poverty, which is something that world over cities uh, are experiencing. Uh, and in order for cities to become sustainable and uh, economic thriving uh, uh, places, uh, we need to address the problem of slums and it's so urgent. Can I have the next slide please? I just wanted to divide up the Asha slums into two, into three different kinds. One is the very well established ones that I now call Asha communities. Then there are the ones that are somewhere along the way and then there are the ones where we've just started working. 
And I don't know whether you'll recognize this, John and Sarah, but this is the slum that you went to during your last trip in the eastern part of the city. And so uh, they have, the team has visited this area. And as you can see, we only just started working here a short while ago. But all those flies uh, and that little kids just playing in the dirt is, is something that we see in, in the city of Delhi, which is the most pro prosperous city in India, um, even today. And uh, in fact, this picture just reminds me of how when I started my work in 1988 as a young pediatrician, Madhuri wasn't born at the time, and <laughs> but Prerna was. <laughs> she was about a year and a half old, and I remember taking her with me, and Freddie would take us on a, on a little scooter. Uh, and uh, I, I, I still remember that when I would sit and see patients out in the open, I would be scared that these flies would get into my mouth, you know, because there were so many of them. And uh, so we started working in this community, and there's a bus, Asha's bus goes there regularly, but it's going to take a while before we come to the stage where uh, we now have work in Jivan Nagar, which is uh, the community that the river has been partnering with and that the people from the river have visited uh, regularly over the past uh, few years. Can I have the next one, please? And so I'm just fast forwarding. 30 years is a long time, right? And I have about 25 minutes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to tell you the happy, happy news that uh, the kingdom of God is being advanced in the slums of De Delhi in ways that are completely unimaginable. And this is only possible because, uh, because Paul said that God enables us to do things that are way beyond our wildest dreams and imaginations. And uh, that's the uh, wonderful experiences over 30 years have demonstrated how the, the most impossible of circumstances uh, can change uh, when we work closely with God, when we work in partnership with Him. And uh, as you can see, these happy children, they look quite similar to the kids that are. are I don't know how, how happy your kids look when they're about to go to school. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's such a treat for them to be able to go to school because, you know, they don't get a chance to study. And, and they're curious and they want to learn, but they, there are no opportunities for them. And so I'm so happy to tell you that in all of the established Asha communities, uh, every single child wakes up in the morning like this, gets ready and goes off to school with a, with a smile on their faces. And so our primary school going rate is 100%. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> And this is the work, great work of God because uh, he wants us to lead an abundant life. He wants our children to lead full lives. He wants their entire potential to be expressed. He wants them to lead lives that are overflowing with joy to the full. And I believe that this, this element is one of those things that God has in mind for every single one of his children that he has created in his own image. Next, please. And I just <clears throat> wanted to tell you a little bit about the environment in an Asha community. So you try and imagine that there are many different slums that we work in. Uh, and uh, in every slum, uh, we have a center. And uh, the, the particular community that the river and Asha are partnering in, it's such an exciting place to be in. Uh, it's it's uh, called Jivannagar, and it is sort of southeast uh, in the city. Uh, and uh, there's a center there, and it's the hub of everything that goes on in the community. And so 
after school hours, the children come running to the community center and there's a host of different things that go on there. There is Sunday school type work, there's community leadership. And so it's not about just thinking about your own academic achievements and your education, but becoming community leaders, being relevant, having a voice in your community. And so these kids will have lanes that they're responsible for. They would make sure that the lanes are kept clean. They make sure that every child is vaccinated. You ask a Dasha child about the symptoms of tuberculosis, they'll be able to tell you. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> and so they know a lot about uh, 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 issues related to you know, health promotion with regards to simple matters. You know, I've even had hundreds of situations when the children's group, they're a proper group, they function, they, they're, they're democratic, they even have a president which has been elected. <laughs> and under the guidance of the president, uh, the group has gone many times to get other children admitted to school. Now that's talking about community development. Isn't that a fine example of how communities can lead from the front and be responsible for change and transformation from within? And it must start early. It's not enough to wait till, you know, we are, we are, you know, 45 years old. You know, we need to begin as early as possible, which is why these children's groups are there in every Asha community. And uh, it's wonderful to have the river come in and, in, and you know, interact with these groups because I know that when they, the team comes in, they come in with so much enthusiasm. The spirit of God is ushered in. The spirit of Christ is ushered in. There's so much spiritual energy. There's so much joy. And uh, there's so much celebration. And there's so much learning. And there's so much understanding of one another's cultures. There's so much hope. Uh, I could just talk about you know, a lot of different things that happen when a river team comes and starts working with the children and other members of the community. Can I have the next one, please? Now, uh, some of you know about Chandan, right? Now, who knows Chandan? Has anybody met Chandan? Uh, Sarah, you of course have. Oh yeah, there's quite a few hands going up over there. Yes, Mandy, you know Chandan, don't you? So I, uh, I just, I just, uh, isn't that wonderful though, that you're sitting here in New York and I'm going, you know Chandan, and you're raising hands and saying, yes, of course we know Chandan. Uh, it's quite remarkable because uh, he's one of the young people from Jeevan Nagar. And the reason why I have this slide up is that I know that you have given so generously to this community and you have prayed so much for this community. And not only that, you have not just given from a distance and prayed from a distance, you actually come out. And that is something quite extraordinary, getting a flight out from New York and landing up in Jeevan Nagar to spend time there with, with the kids and to see what goes on when that happens. I just wanted to show you how amazing it can be. Chandan is here in, U, in the UK in this picture. And it's all because of you. And it's all because of our partnership. It would have never happened otherwise. Because he was quite young when we first met him. And he is now doing his master's in mathematics, which, I mean, that in itself is quite remarkable, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, when you met him, I think he was either just about to enter his bachelor's program. He got a 91% at his bachelor's level in mathematics. His house is like all of this much. That's it. Just about it. And some of you have visited his home. And uh, the reason why we went to the UK was that... Uh, I just helped Chandan to write a letter to various professors uh, wondering whether they might be interested in his story and interested in considering the possibility of him doing a PhD in the United Kingdom. So here he is at Warwick, at Oxford, 
and then you know he was standing outside the andrew wiles building which is a very famous apparently building i had not never heard of andrew wiles but he <laughs> went he went like oh am i going to be standing outside andrew wiles i need a photo before he before the interview with the oxford professor he wanted a photo and uh, it was so wonderful and then you see him here so just imagine the kind of what goes on when these partnerships happen here is this boy whom you all been praying for and in whose life you have sown so many wonderful seeds and here he is actually encouraging and inspiring a group of young school children in the united kingdom look at the engagement between the child and the boy isn't that what god wants of us all you know that each one is treated with dignity each one is treated with respect each one can talk to one another as if there were no barriers in the world at all and that's chandan with jess barnes who's the vicar of a church in london and he inspired hundreds of people as he told his story to this church and i was telling them that it all began with a church in new york so you ought actually ought to meet each other <laughs> so the world becomes suddenly a global place where there are no barriers there are no walls there are no countries and then we all sort of work together to to advance the kingdom of god in this world and that way we can see the most wonderful things happen in people's lives next please i just wanted to tell you the story of prince now i think you haven't visited this particular community maybe when you come next you can but you see there's actually a railway track he's standing on can you see that little railway line there he's actually standing on the track so you can imagine how close uh his house is so he his house is in one of those lanes that lane that you see right there uh it's quite dark because that's what is usually the case and this boy in this year's high school leaving examination he topped the asha batch with 94% isn't that amazing that's this house that's where he lives and so when i was telling this story uh in the uk he still hadn't gotten to university and we were all so proud of him and i talked to him and he told me that his father has been a laborer carrying bricks on his head all of his life that's what he's done for forever can i have the next picture and here he is already got admission at the university of delhi in one of top colleges let's give him a huge round of applause even though he's not here <laughs> Isn't that just such a wonderful story of how God has a plan and purpose which is so remarkable in the life of uh, every child and uh, so we are so pleased that he's uh, been able to get into this college i was getting messages while i was in covent garden in the united kingdom on my whatsapp when i was with chandan hey guess what prince has got into delhi university in one of the top colleges and that i was no one else to rejoice with so chandan and i were just hugging each other standing there <laughs> next please I don't know whether you've met this boy Santosh. Yes, John is shaking his head vigorously. So, <laughs> and I think you have been following his journey for a bit. Santosh is—he uh, comes from uh, slum in the west, western part of Delhi, where on one side there's a railway track, on the other side there are lots of small factories, and there's deafening noise. And that deafening noise caused him to become uh, completely deaf in one year because of uh, because of the living circumstances. So he can hear well with one ear, but he can't hear with the other one. So this was like noise pollution to the nth degree and that's his little home over there and that's his mother and uh, to cut a long story short can i have the next picture 
He has just found admission in Delhi College of Engineering in the in, uh, Computer Science Engineering, which is one of the most difficult things to happen to be able to get into in our country. For anybody who knows even a little bit about India, Madhuri is there, she can tell you. Delhi College of Engineering is a dream. People start enrolling their children from class 3 onwards in coaching institutions so that by the time it's time for the entrance exam to happen, maybe their child will find a place in Delhi College of Engineering. And here is Santosh standing there. Isn't it just so amazing what God can do? And it, of course, he's intelligent and of course, you know, he lives in Islam and all. But ultimately, I do really believe that the spirit of God, the wonderful mentorship, the wonderful support, the love, the kindness, the compassion, the putting in the child, the idea that there's nothing that you cannot do. All of these things are Christian principles. And when you start explaining to children what they look like, what they can look like in their lives, there's this amazing boundless energy that comes from within to be able to accomplish the almost impossible. And that is what Santosh has accomplished. And I'm really, uh, uh, you know, excited that when you next come and when you meet him, he will already be uh, studying. And I can imagine that five years from then, he, he might even come here to do his master's. Who knows? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Next, please. I just wanted to tell you the story of this girl, Pinky, uh, who's from another slum in Chandarpuri, uh, which is again the eastern part of the city. She lost her uh, uh, mother when she was only five years of age. And uh, her father got married again, and he uh, abandoned her and her two brothers. And she grew up with her grandmother, whom you see in the picture. And she's had a terrible childhood that is filled with abandonment, neglect, sorrow, seeing her own uh, father right there, uh, you know, not at all you know, interested in her life or in her education or anything. So the only solace that she would get would be by coming to Asha and sitting in the center. She would come and sit at the Asha center every single day after school. She has come out with a stunning 85% at her high school leaving exam. And can I have the next picture? Here she is at Delhi University. Can I have the next one, please? And I don't know if you recognize Neha. She was from Jeevannagar, and that's why I wanted to bring her up. Because just like Neha, there are so many other kids. There's Irshad, and there's Shivani, and a lot of them have graduated. A lot of them are in jobs now. But Neha is one of the ones that you, you as you've been praying for the community, Neha, this is Neha's home. And can I have the next picture? So that's Neha. And uh, you see that it says, Gargi College, University of Delhi, star status avoided by the, uh, awarded by the Department of Biotechnology, Ministry of Science and Technology. It's one of the most difficult colleges to get into. And uh, Neha lives right there in Jeevanagar where you will be visiting again and you'll get a chance to see her and talk to her. In her case, it was the other way around. It was her father who died and then her mother remarried and uh, they have gone through a very, very difficult uh, life. Next, please. I just wanted to say that every child, God has a purpose for every child. And God need, God wants us to be champions for every child. They may have uh, so much potential, but they need advocates, they need champions to be able to say, listen, if you can't get into university or if you don't want to get into university, that's fine. And you've got something in you which is going to be absolutely wonderful and that will help you to be uh, 
happy in your life, you know. And you see the boy on the left is decided to do uh, vocational studies in small and medium enterprises rather than go to Delhi University and do a standard course. That one, that girl there is uh, going to start her uh, nursing program. The boy on the left is going to start his lab technology program. And the girl on the right is uh, going to be doing uh, uh, some uh, a course in hotel management at uh, the YWCA. Next, please. And I just want to tell you that, you know, when you read about the sustainable development goals or where you try to understand what are the uh, various uh, uh, interventions that are absolutely critical to uh, economic uh, growth of a city or of a nation, equal job opportunities becomes a very important element in all of that. And equal job opportunities, fair pay for, of, for, of, pay for equal value for equal kind of work, all of these things are completely denied to slum children. And it can never be even imagined in the wildest dreams of a family, of a slum child, that one day their son can go and work in a place like PricewaterhouseCooper. It's just not... And if the child comes home and tries to explain to his parents where he works, what he does, he can't really speak their language and they can't speak his. So, but the thing is that it's remarkable that when the, the, the whole uh, Asha family and all the Asha ambassadors and volunteers come together, then there is no stopping what is possible. And this is just one example. But you walk into the New Zealand High Commission, the first person who will greet you at the reception is an Asha graduate. You go further into the visa section, the next person who will again greet you is an Asha graduate. Now, I want to say that we are here. It's no longer an organization and a project. This is now a revolution. Isn't that wonderful? A conversion from a project to a revolution. And that's why, that's, God's got such big plans. You know, when I started off my work in, in one of the slums and sitting there out there in the open, who would have imagined that one day there would be a revolution in the slums of Delhi? And the reason why I call it a revolution is that there are hundreds and hundreds of students like Ajay who are Asha ambassadors, who are carrying, uh, paying it forward, and who are the ones who are getting all these admissions done, and who are the ones who are going from slum to slum. This year, in January 2017, the entire... Asha family of volunteers from different slums have decided that they are now going to go to every single slum in the city. They're not going to leave even one behind. Can you imagine that? And I'm going, are you sure? You know? And they're going like, of course! <laughs> you know? So, we are well on our way to having a huge educational revolution in the slums of the whole city. We do need your prayers for something that huge because it's quite mind-boggling to me. And when they come and say that they're going to do this, and then when they not only just say it, but they actually have 50 or 60 children from all these other slums that even I've never been to, get into Delhi University, I'm going, they really mean business. This is not a joke, you know, this is really happening. So I've really been grasping this vision in the past few months, and I know it, it just seems sometimes impossible, but then... So many other things seemed impossible when I first started. And so I want the church, if possible, to pray with us that we can reach out to every single child in every single slum of the city and make sure that not a single child is left behind. Are you willing to pray with me about this? Let's all believe God for this together in the years to come. If the Asha ambassadors and slum children can believe it, you know, I'm sure, you know, that God has something in mind. Next, please. 
Can we just skip that? Go to the next one. And I just quickly, very quickly wanted to touch upon the fact that it's a very holistic program. There are very important professionally run healthcare activities going on in all the different uh, ASHA communities. So the infant mortality rate and the sustainable development goals is supposed to be having to come down to 25. That's what the figure is that the United Nations has decided. But I'm going to tell you that ours is 16. Isn't that cool? <laughs> That's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> you walk around Jivan or any of these established slums, you see most of the children are quite healthy. Next, please. And then I was talking earlier about citizenship and democracy and governance structures. That's another one of the goals. And of course, we live in a country which is lagging way behind in these things because we, our governance structures are poor, there's a lot of corruption, uh, there's a lot of dishonesty, there isn't enough law and order. But within those difficult circumstances, my team and I are Create, have created structures and systems that can work to the best of their abilities. and So no longer are the women on the margins of society, but they are right at the center of it all. And they are able to lobby for good services and for better and improved living conditions in their slum. Next, please. And so as a result of not our efforts, their efforts. It's not our effort, it's their effort. And working with the local authorities that they have been able to provide uh, this type of infrastructure. Next, please. And isn't that a lovely picture? <laughs> I just love this photo. I mean, and it's not just about the river only, but it's, also, it's about the Blue Ocean Network, right? Because you have Steve there with his family. And uh, I, I do feel very strongly that somehow the Blue Ocean Network and ASHA are joined together in their values, in the way they look at their faith, in the way they want to work out their faith, uh, in the same way. And so we have a sharing of the heart like no other. And therefore, whenever we, it is announced that a team from Blue Ocean or from the river or from any of the other churches is going to come, we get so excited. And I know that Clara is going to be out uh, very soon, in fact, maybe in like... 10 days or less, maybe 10 days. And uh, we're really excited to have her. And just wanted to say that we are having our 30th anniversary celebrations next year. And it's February 7 until February 11. And every single one of you is warmly, warmly invited with very open arms. <laughs> so if you can manage to get a plane ticket over, we'll take, a, we'll, we'll take care of you. And it would be absolutely lovely to have you celebrate uh, with us our 30th anniversary. Next, please. And then these are the kingdom values that the children have now got into their DNA, hopefully. Uh, I think Madhuri is probably the only one who can understand what's written on these. Uh, <laughs> but it says non-violence, it says forgiveness, it says gratitude, it says joy, and so on and so forth. And I'm just going to end my talk here by just saying, uh, of uh, just talking a little bit about my what I've been thinking about. The word determination is something that God has been speaking to me about a lot these days. And just before the school leaving results came out and when the children were studying for their school leaving exams, I said to them that this embracing your failures, embracing your challenges rather, uh, it's really so wonderful because the spirit of determination is something that every child must learn. And this is a verse, uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to just read it out from the Amplified because I absolutely love the way it presents itself in the Amplified. 
Uh, I'm so filled with courage and determination myself when I read the verse. It says, Paul, just look at the spirit of determination. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, stripping off every unnecessary weight, which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus who is the author and perfecter of our faith. I was looking up some of the dictionary synonyms of this word and they are so beautiful. Boldness, bravery, conviction, dedication, energy, fortitude, persistence, tenacity, willpower, dauntlessness. And I have seen through my journey that determined people will achieve their goals no matter what. Of course, our goals have to be realistic. But we will certainly meet them if we work our hardest to do our best. And we need plenty of energy. And I say to the kids, we must not quit when the work becomes too hard or too much. And we've got such wonderful examples in the scriptures and we've got such wonderful examples in these slum children. Look at how much rejection they face. Look at how much discouragement they face. Look at how many challenges they face. How much distraction they face. How many entanglements. How much poverty. And yet they are so optimistic. We must all surround ourselves with optimistic people. And I think that rather than being a passive spectator of our lives, we must run this race with the energy of strong determination and conviction so that we can strive to find our rightful place in the world according to God's purposes for us. And I will end with just again reading Paul, what he says, the spirit of Paul in Colossians 1.29, For this I labor, often to the point of exhaustion, striving with his power and energy, which so greatly works in me. Thank you and God bless you.